Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is Monday, December 18th. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Of course, guys, head over to Fightful.com. Forums, photos, videos, podcasts, everything you could ask for is right over there. We have our post-Smackdown show. This weekend, we had Ring of Honor Final Battle, which drew a bunch of controversy across the MMA world, of all things. I have a news update on that situation. Myself and Showdown Joe will be talking about the MMA versus pro wrestling situation tomorrow afternoon. Also, uh, Wednesday on Listen Ya Boy, we will also talk about that. Speaking of Wednesday, it doesn't end there. Colby Covington, who kind of got thrown into all this stuff and is on Impact Wrestling and is a UFC number three fighter. We're talking to him this week as well. Like We have this situation covered in a manner in which nobody else will. That's the beauty of having a crossover site. But scoot on over to Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com. We have that Ring of Honor final battle post show which uh, was received very well. I want to thank you guys. Going an hour solo was not easy, but uh, I loved it. You all seem to have liked it, so uh, check that out if you haven't. Clash of Champions post-show, which uh, we were joined by Jeff, Alex, and Anna, and then, of course, UFC Winnipeg. Tonight, however, I am joined by one Alex Palowski, who uh, got paid to write about Enzo Amore signing his name as a penis this weekend. Yes, uh, and now I'm getting paid to talk about uh, Matt Hardy playing chess with a goldfish in what has to be considered promo of the year. So I'm I'm here, man. Let's do this. WWE Raw. Now, I will say, like, I didn't particularly enjoy this show that much, but there was a lot of newsworthy stuff that happened on this show, like, over and over and over again. Like, it's like, okay, I need to do an article about that. I need to do an article about that. Hey, Brian, my associate editor, can you get an article about this? Like, it happened over and over and over again, uh, so let's dive right in. Kurt Angle comes out, and he's followed by Braun Strowman to a huge pop, Alex. Huge. Braun's over. Braun's over, if you'd believe that. Uh, I, I believe it. He's been over for a very long time. He's been over since, I mean, since before this, but the point of no return was when he tipped over that ambulance. From then on, they 
that was it. There was nowhere they they couldn't go back. You're muted. <clears throat> Sorry, I was choking a little bit. <laughs> Kane also follows. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman also follow, and they get huge pops as well. The long and the short of it is, we're getting a triple threat at the Royal Rumble. Alex, I'll ask you this now. Is this to prevent Brock from getting pinned or to prevent Braun from getting pinned? Well, it's one of the two things. But yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, But that's the only reason to me to, to see Kane involved in this. Um, gosh, I wish they had held off on this longer. Because just it just means six more weeks of winter. You know, the, the groundhog saw a shadow, whatever the hell that, that is. <laughs> and now we get Kane in the main event slot of Raw for six weeks. That's going to be a treat. Um, my favorite part about this whole thing <laughs> was Kurt Angle making the announcement. All right, the Royal Rumble is going to be Brock versus Braun versus Kane. It's true, it's damn true, bye. And he, he just didn't want to be a part of that at all. That was fun. Uh, I really love Kurt Angle in this role, and I hope he gets to keep, stay doing it for a while. Yeah, I, I'm digging Kurt Angle. I like him in this role. He some of the some of the things he does are like kind of corny and out of place, but sure. it's part of what endears him to me is is that he can do that and get away with it. So, yep. <clears throat> Braun is tossed aside. Kane gets F five. Kane later sits up. A nice opening segment. Uh, what time do you think Brock's flight was? I'm guessing nine thirty. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that they were holding his jet on the tarmac. And he just his limo just pulled up plane side. He just got into the old think private sent jet. His jet for Brock. Uh, yeah, I think the prince always sends his jet for Brock. I think that's part, probably part of the deal. <laughs> oh man, what business does does Brock Lesnar possibly have in Providence, Rhode Island? None. He's he's in. He's out. Moving on. Back to good point. Yep. <laughs> So Seth Rollins was scheduled to face Samoa Joe. That match did not happen, in fact. And that, that is a match that if they booked, I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Samoa Joe took Seth Rollins out for several months earlier this year. That match did not happen, in fact. Jason Jordan came out, and I am really digging the fact that Jason Jordan apparently inherited the GM gene from Kurt Angle. Like, that was the thing that he picked up because he can make matches. Yeah. And I thought this, I thought this, and I think I got like three tweets of other people thinking, like saying like he can just make matches because he's Kurt, Kurt's kid. Yeah, evidently. Ever freaking dently. Uh, he comes out and he tries to pick a fight with Samoa Joe. But Joe says that Rollins and Jordan should fight each other for the chance <laughs> to face him. Rollins dismisses Jordan and Jordan, as he does, interjects himself by shoving Rollins down. I thought this was a nice little way like of Rollins being like, okay, well, now you pushed me, so okay. Yeah. No, I really like the uh, the, the thing of, of uh, Rollins is out and Joe's supposed to come out, but here comes Jason Jordan. And Rollins is like, okay, give me a mic. Dude, I respect you and all, but this is not your time. Like, I, I totally get it. Like, you're struggling. Like, you're, you're coming so close to winning, but that's not enough for your dad, which totally sucks. I mean, we've all been there, right? I mean, anyway. <laughs> But this is my time, right? And I, I thought that was totally cool and nuanced. And Jason Jordan, you know, being Jason Jordan, kind of, kind of a dick. And 
uh, the shove of, of Rollins and Rollins face like, okay, okay. Now, now we're, we're going to fight. That's, that's great. You know, um, I'm all for areas of gray when it comes to these characters um, because normally it's just, I'm good and you're bad and let's fight. And I like that there's something in the middle here. Yeah, I'm, I've am i said it for weeks. I'm really digging Jason Jordan. Like, I like the character. He doesn't exude charisma or anything, but for what they're having him do, like, I, I look at him and, like, I know he's not going to beat Rollins or Joe, but mm-hmm. I know that he can and should hang with these guys. It's like, it's not an unbelievable thing to think that this guy with somewhat raw potential and raw ability could could get that far. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. Tom Zink, uh, may he rest in peace. He died this weekend. At times, Tom Zink could look like in the ring, like he was poised for great things or like that he belonged nowhere in the ring. He he got so good so early. He looked really good at times early on in his career. But maybe people didn't think that he belonged there. And, and I'm sure that's a, a piece of perception that, that Jordan's going to battle too. Like people knew that, WWE thought a lot of him, so that's going to be an uphill battle for him. But if you push him more towards the heel side like they're doing, you can kind of get away with it. I just love, like, there are little things that scream babyface trying to be a heel. Uh, One of my only critiques of him, I don't think he should rely as much on picking people up and running them into barricades and corners. I think he does that a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Those suplexes are so nice, though, Alex. They really, really are. They're gorgeous. One day... One day he's going to do that Northern Lights. And when he rolls through, he's going to do the second one in one single motion. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right now he, he gets over and then he deadlifts. And mm-hmm. then he goes back over again, which is awesome and impressive. And it's smart because nobody else is doing it. But right. one day he's going to be he's going to watch Chad Gable on SmackDown. And he's going to say, you know what? I'm going to one-up him. And that's what I want out of life. I want Monday and Tuesday to be Chad Gable and Jason Jordan one-upping each other's suplexes. And I'll be somewhat happy. I think they, they should do, do it one more. They should have a social media battle. Like, call each other out on Twitter. Like, hey, bro, how you doing over on Raw? Do you see that be great. sweet hit on Big E last night? Do better. You know? Like, I think that would be really cool, you know? I think that would be really great. Uh, suicide dive and a frog splash from Rollins. They've been putting a lot of like pay-per-view quality matches on Raw of late, like really good ones, especially early on in the show. Like they're pulling out all the stops for these matches. Yeah, I- I'm wondering if it's just that they feel like they have a a, a limited roster. Like Miz has been out for a-, a month shooting this movie, and he is usually good for like ten minutes of time. Like they have him talk and he'll have a match and stuff like that. And I'm wondering if they're kind of replacing certain people's time with longer matches which i'll never complain about tonight roman wasn't there he had the night off uh so they were like okay well let's let's do let's do uh seth rollins in two matches you know like it was just this thing of like you know let's figure out how we fill this time and if if the answer is more good in ring work that's that's the thing i would go with to fill time so uh I just want to say you brought the Miz. Good job, WWE, on not making the Miz fly back overseas after rapping yesterday and then putting him on the show. Instead, they'll have him work Christmas. Uh, much better. Jordan gets tossed into Joe, and Rollins cooks 
Joe's face with a super kick. It was a nice one. And Joe bumped accordingly. Back inside the ring, Rollins wins a good match with a ripcord knee. Afterwards, Joe attacks Rollins, then beats up Jordan, too, just to do it. As he should. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Backstage, Kurt Angle books Jordan, Ambrose, and Rollins against Joe, Cesaro, and Sheamus tonight. Uh, I like the backstage segment. I like the setup. I like Shield 2.0. I'm cool with them. Uh, well, actually, this would be like Shield 5.0, wouldn't it? Because yeah. there, there, there needs to be like a whole faction of Shield offshoots. Yeah. Because I remember Mercury and Noble said that they were the new Shield. <laughs> and then you got Renee Young. She's kind of a Shield member. Kurt yeah. Angle, Triple H. Yeah, honorary. Hot damn. Backstage, we get a spooky Bray Wyatt promo. You know how you and a bunch of people will put spooky next to your your Twitter names? Yeah. Bray needs to do that at all times. Yep. Yeah, there's a – I don't know if you've ever seen um, uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Well, there's a, there's a, a scene where um, Sam the Eagle's character is trying to become a ghost to, like, scare some pirates. So he rises up out of the, out of the, out of the cabin hold. And he just goes, spooky, spooky, spooky. And everyone runs away. And to me, that's a Bray Wyatt promo. Well, tonight it was, man, hey now, hey now. Don't dream it's over. When the world comes in, they come, they come. To build a wall between us. We know they won't win, man. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That was bad. Um, I really thought he was going to sing the song. I did. I did, too. I mean, hey, now, hey, now. There's nothing. It would have been good. It would have been great. What happened? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. It would have been cool. Give me some Crowded House. Crowded House of Horrors. Crowded House of Horrors match, man. Oh, man. I'm all for it. Later, we see Matt Hardy, (laughs) Woken Matt Hardy, playing chess. Walk me through this, Alex. Okay, so this is the greatest thing that's ever happened on Raw, and I will not be talked down from this. He's playing a game of chess, and all we see is him, but we don't know who he's talking to, who he's playing against. <laughs> the camera pans out and then pans over to realize that he he also, during his little talk, he's like, this, at the loo of water, when I beat you the last time, you Mr. Bonaparte, and like he's playing chess with Napoleon, and it pans over, and it's Goldfish. Now, but it is Napoleon. But it's no, no. It's a goldfish that houses that is the vessel for the spirit of Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, if you've been paying attention, uh, a year ago we found out that he has a menagerie of exotic animals that house the souls of uh, re- reincarnated historical luminaries, uh, like George Washington is giraffe, and is uh, Joe Frazier is a kangaroo who can box. Um, I did a whole huge article on all the exotic things. I'm posting his, it right now, actually. It's uh, it was it was. It's, I think it actually might have been, if not for the, it might be the Kelly Kelly gets uh, marriage advice from Test from Beyond the Grave is number one, but number two of my most trafficked articles, I believe, is this ridiculous <laughs> thing that I wrote. Um, anyway, so <laughs> so he he talks to the fish for for a while uh, about how he's you know he's still upset about being small. And all this stuff, it's great. It's brilliant. And then he talks about, you know, other things. And it's all amazing. And then it comes back to the chessboard. And 
he it's it's him and his woken warriors against just two pieces on the other side a king and a queen bray and sister abigail and listen this is all building towards something major with the bray wyatt character that they're using to funnel through this whole thing i'm interested like i don't know how i could possibly be interested in bray wyatt and sister abigail anymore after that thing that they almost did with bray wyatt as sister abigail against pumpkin finn like after that debacle somehow just a couple months later they've gotten to this point where i'm invested in the sister abigail thing again because of broken mats woken mats woken brilliance this is so amazing it happens on raw of all places for those of you who want to read this on raw for those of you who want to read a tour through broken matt hardy's exotic menagerie of reincarnated historical luminaries that will be reposted on fightful in about three minutes so you guys can check that out i thought that'd be a good one to run back yeah, there there are times when I think of Matt, Woken Matt Hardy, and I'm like, ah, what's going to happen when Vince gets a hold of it? And I mean, he wants to bring the XFL back. What the hell is he going to do to Matt Hardy? <laughs> but you know, this makes me think that kind of he relates to Woken Matt Hardy if he wants to bring a professional football league back with his own money. So hey, like Vince's Vince's sense of humor is just wacky enough. To think that Matt Hardy talking to a fish that is actually Napoleon is the funniest thing ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, is, there might be a sweet spot there where Vince thinks it's funny for different reasons than you and I think it's funny, but I don't care because it's on my TV. Yeah. On Monday Night Raw, of all places. It's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm- I love it. I love it, man. I think it's, I think it's great. Somebody said, I loved Alex's crazy-ass articles. Uh, love, because Alex still does crazy-ass articles. All you got to do is hop up into the Fightful uh, search bar and hit off track, and a, just a plethora of them will come up. Also, uh, coming back, not just the XFL, John Cena's coming back next week. Do you think there is any direction? What do you think he's going to do? They're just like, hey, John, we know you're never here, but we're going to need you to return on, like, Independence Day and Christmas. Can you do Flag Day? Uh, How about, like, Sweetest Day? Can you be around for that? So here's what's going to happen. The Miz is going to show up as Miz Claus or something and threaten to give coal to everybody, and there's going to be a guy in a bull costume a Ferdinand the Bull costume. He's going to take off the hat, and it's going to be John Cena. He's going to give a, an AA to Ms. Claus into a bunch of presents. He's going to throw his, his, his little towel into the audience, and, and do-do-do-do, and he's going to run away. And the next time we see him, he'll be on SmackDown because they really decided to go the extra mile with this whole John Cena free agent thing because he was on Raw to have the feud with Roman Reigns, he came back to SmackDown for one night on Survivor Series, didn't say anything, was barely in the match, left, now he's back on Raw, whatever, it's John Cena. He, hey, apparently he could do whatever he wants. How do you think this Ferdinand movie is going to do? It made like $20 million its first weekend uh, on a $111 million budget. That yeah. ain't too hot. No, it's not too hot. It's weird. I don't work doesn't help, though. No, I mean, that's a, like, how do, how do you go up against that? Like, yeah. It's tough, I man. Mean, like any any kid 
He's going to be like, I want to go see Star Wars. Like, and yeah. I don't see a lot of adults going, you know what I want to check out? That new animated bull movie. That sounds great. It's the type of movie that I think is going to do, like, really good on streaming services and probably on yeah. demand even. Like, they, yeah, it, sure. it, it caught a rough, rough time. But maybe it'll do well in, like, the second and third weeks. Because twenty yeah. million, your first or nineteen point five million against a one hundred and eleven million dollar budget is not that hot. Mm-mm. But yeah, I, I mean, I know that my uh, sister in law's kid wanted to see it, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know it was coming out in theaters. Like I thought it was going to be like a, <laughs> like a crackle exclusive or some shit. <laughs> Listen, like taking taking a beloved children's story from like nineteen thirty eight about a bull who likes flowers. And saying, I know, let's make this a feature-length animated movie starring John Cena as the bull. That's good shit, pal. Take as much time as you need. <laughs> there you go. Yep. There you go. Yep. Finn Balor defeated the Miz Taraj via DQ. This was a natural step after he beat both of them in, in a singles situation. This was nothing great. I didn't realize Curtis Axel was 38 until tonight. As I mentioned, the Miz did wrap the, his movie this weekend. Becky Lynch is still on set. A lot of basic work. They beat up Balor. He started to make this comeback. Jump him and get DQ'd. And we get a debuting Hideo Itami. I love his theme. I really do. I love the pride style thing when uh, me and my team would, our fight team would work matches. We would sometimes use the pride theme for indie dates. Like uh, there were, it's just a good, like, hey, he's here type of, of sound. To get out there, and if you're ever if you've ever been a Pride fan, you're familiar with that that drum beat. I did not like Tommy's debut. I thought this was limp. It was flaccid. If I had to put a sound bite on it, Alex, it would be. <laughs> the poor oh, guy. I don't, know, I don't know if it's poor guy at this point. He looked out of place. He slipped a couple times. Fell down literally hit yeah. the GTS, yeah. but I didn't like it. They beat a Tommy or they beat the Miztourage, but what'd you think of this? Am I alone in thinking this? No, I mean, you're right. You're right, obviously, but I will say poor guy. Like, I mean, he got just derailed by, by injuries and all that kind of stuff in, in, in NXT and, this, this was a major signing when they brought him over. Like, it was a huge coup for them to get Kenta. You know, like, that was a giant thing. And it just never never worked out for him, you know? And I'm happy he's on the main roster. And the thing about this that actually makes me really interested is that coming soon to 205 Live, Hideo Itami. <laughs> and then he debuts on Raw. And, like, and is a partner in a tag match with one of the most popular guys on Raw, who technically is a cruiserweight, but he's not actually a cruiserweight. So my thought is, can this possibly be something that leads to something where these guys, if they're not part of a major story over on 205 Live, can dabble in regular stuff on Raw? Because I'd love, because I was really loving heel Hideo Itami and all the stuff he was doing, Cassius Ono over on NXT the past few months before he left there. So I was kind of waiting for him to, like, turn heel on Finn and, like, let's let's do it. Like, Finn versus heel Hideo would be fire. Let's do that. You know? I think it's a lot of the limp stuff that you were seeing 
was because like Hideo's forgotten how to be like babyface Hideo. Like the guy who was like like really laying in stiff shots, that's heel Hideo. Like it fe- it feels like there's some some kind of diff- disconnect there. Yeah, and he he did have his best matches of his WWE run this spring or this spring and summer against Rude and Alistair Black. Like without yeah. a doubt. But before that, I mean, a decade before he was in WWE, he was having great matches in Noah and Ring of Honor on the regular. Yeah. Now, I mean, you could say the same for Shinsuke Nakamura. He has not been having the level of match that he had in New Japan. So that does lend a little bit of the credibility of guys who come over from Japan and work this type of style. Maybe don't stand out as much in America or they, they feel like they can't go all out or I don't know what it is. But it, it was very – like that's that's the only reason I lend a little bit of credibility to that watered down type of thing, like watered down by WWE stereotype and cliche that you always hear people say, because we've seen it with two top Japanese talents here. Uh, that being said, I mean, like an AJ Styles, he hasn't lightened anything up, and he works a very physical style, and he knocked the Miz's goddamn tooth out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not not to the degree of throwing kicks like. Hideo Tommy or knees the way that Nakamura did, like that, that knee that Nakamura does now, I think that's more dangerous than the one where he jumps in the air. Like I'm waiting for him to tear a hamstring doing that. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I thought the matches that the Miz matches tonight, they were trash. They were trash. Yeah. Yeah. Cedric Alexander defeated Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak co- comes out and calls Enzo Amore his best friend. And Enzo plays off of this just, perfectly like hey it ain't that serious buddy he is rather happy though like his demeanor completely changes when he finds out that gulak has prepared a powerpoint presentation for him which gets interrupted enzo is on commentary and early on he's really good and then later on he gets more and more distracted which i kind of like because early on he's telling the announcers worry and even the people that are wrestling is like worry about who's in the ring not who has the title then by the end of the match He's looking at his phone and tossing down his headset <laughs> because let's be real. Enzo Amore's character, his priorities are on the butt. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. The butt. That's all he cares yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, this was everything about this whole thing was gold. Like Dugu that coming out so happy and ready, to, ready to win. And he's just he Enzo subtly turning the microphone around the way it's supposed to be held, all that stuff with the promo before Enzo getting like we you could actually watch on Twitter, Nia Jax send the message to Enzo say hey Enzo look in your DMs and that's when Enzo is starts checking his phone and that's when he gets up and leaves like that's all great and we're perfectly choreographed. Uh, Duke like hey Enzo where are you going? And goes walks right into a lumbar check by the way. Cedric Alexander Alexander is the guy who should win this match. And in my opinion, he's the guy who should win the title. But um, but everything that happened afterwards in the pro in the stuff that happened after the match, that's even oh my better. God. Oh my talk, god. Talking talking about we'll, that. We'll get we'll get to that. A couple of spots worth mentioning in the match. Cedric's Tope on Hilo where he lands on his feet. Nothing short of amazing. There was a suplex spot where both men went outside the ring and held on to the suplex. Very, very cool, old school, like Billy Robinson, Inoki stuff there that I just thought was incredible. Uh, The standing Spanish fly from 
Cedric Alexander, the C4, where he catches them. That's always really cool. There was a nice submission series where Gulak, Gulak was stomping Cedric, and they, there was a lot of, like, like they were like guard play almost, which I thought was really, really good as well. Lombard chat gets it done. Loved it. Backstage, Enzo sees Naya, who they just have stare off into space. I don't get it, Alex. I don't know either. I, uh, I'm hoping it's setting up a swerve. Alex, I mean... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's let's be honest. We've both been out of the game for a while. Well, yeah. We're both locked down. Yeah. But if I thought that a girl was interested in me, or I was interested in a girl, and I encounter her and I'm like, hey, and she does this. I'm not interested in her anymore. Not unless yeah. I look to my left. And Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat has pulled some sorcery or something. Right, right. Maybe, maybe that's an excuse. Maybe, maybe. Right. I don't get it. I don't get it. Gulak shows up with his nose bloodied and <laughs> toilet paper shoved all up in it, which had to be inaudible. You can't plan for that. And it was beautiful. Alex, cut this promo for me. So, so Kulak shows up. Oh, Enzo! God, I'm really sorry. I lost it. I lost to Cedric. I'm really sorry. I have to tell you, I lost to Cedric. Wow. Uh, well, Enzo, I'm so sorry. Like this. Like okay, whatever you are paying, Drew Gulak, it's not enough. It's great. This guy is brilliant. This was CZW Cage of Death guy a few years ago. I I, <laughs> I, I don't know where this this guy came from but his thing backstage was like hi Enzo I'm so sorry I lost Cedric hi Naya like he's just brilliant like I don't understand listen I love the fact little things Alex little things like talking when you're out of breath show a little bit of extra they don't always have people do that like last year I remember when they asked Jack Swagger before his contract was about to expire Jack what'd you think and he was just 
I was like, what? Come on now. Come on he had, now. He had just lost a three-minute match. It was different. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was different. This, 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 this felt right. Um, uh, I, I'm interested in seeing if, if Gulak somehow costs Enzo the belt, and that way it gets put on Cedric, and we get a Cedric Mustafa Ali for the belt, and Gulak uh, turning on uh, Enzo or vice versa, that's something. Listen, for those of you who didn't watch it last week, like uh, 205 Live last week ended with one of the most disturbing segments, like genuinely emotionally disturbing, like Enzo forcing Gulak to choose between him and his best friend Tony Nese and like jump him like he's in a gang. Like it was, it was, it was weird. Like Drew Gulak succeeded in portraying all of that angst and like, I don't want to do this, but I have to, Like that was great. And then tonight after that real emotional, uh, like arc that he had in that one segment last week tonight, where he comes backstage with the, with the toilet paper up his nose, like this, he's, he can do everything. Like he's pay him everything that he's being paid, like triple it. He's so good. He's so good. Oscar defeated Alicia Fox. You guys know what happens here. <laughs> Come on. Yep. This is the same thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. We don't even really have to talk about it. Samoa Joe and the Bar defeated Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Jason Jordan. Standard six-man stuff early here. Rollins and Jordan both get worked over. The crowd was hot waiting for an Ambrose tag that really didn't happen. And there are some questions to be raised about that. Also questions to be raised as why did Jason Jordan dress exactly like the bar? Yeah, it was weird. Uh, they really needed this match to kill some time tonight. Sheamus hits that ring post hard. Loving how hard these guys are just like demolition derbying their bodies. I put this in my notes right before this became a thing. I said, I'm starting to wonder about Ambrose and his right arm. He sells it. It's wrapped and padded. And it looked a little bit smaller than his other one. Now, I don't know if that's just because of the the compression sleeve he has on it. But about that time, Rollins is a suicide dive out onto a couple members of the opposition and Ambrose, who, like, really sells the arm. They play this into the finish where Rollins is worried about Ambrose. He gets kicked and pinned. So the match itself, what'd you think? Uh, you know, fine, standard, uh, six-man tag, fair. Uh, I love the, the angle of Jason Jordan having bit off more than he could chew. Um, I think that was good. Um, but uh, the weird thing about this is that, um, you know, the shield, right? The shield. But tonight, Roman's not in the building. So, Dean, Seth, go ahead and go back to wearing your singles gear. Because uh, it's only – you're only in the shield if Roman is here. It was a weird thing. Like, I hadn't seen – I forgot that Dean used to wear a T-shirt and jeans. You know what I mean? Like, they were – they've been doing the SWAT stuff for months. Um, yeah, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. They did that angle where the thing, where the guy gets a road box kicked into his bad appendage. That's usually good for six weeks off. You know, like, I, I hope that's not the case. Cause you know, Dean, Dean's good to have around at least as a, as a backstage promo, if not his in-ring work. Although that's been a lot better since he went back with the shield. Um, I hope he's back for the rumble. Cause you know, wacky Dean in the rumble is always good for doing some wacky stuff so you know well, it yeah. looks it looks like rollins already has a program right now it looks like he's got the 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 joe jordan thing yeah. coming up but you know he's gonna have the unfinished business with 
Cesaro and Sheamus. Right. And Joe was going to be around. Roman Reigns was off tonight, obviously. I mentioned that on Twitter. He had weekend live events off as well. Don't know why as of yet. But there's no explanation on TV about why the Shield buddy isn't there. Yeah, no, the, the, it's a weird, it's a weird thing they do. Like we're, we're, I mean, we all, re- we all, like you can't make your entire product about one dude. Like everything's about him and what he's doing. Hey, where's Roman? Um, oh, there he is. Uh, and and then he has a week off and you never address it. Like all you got to yeah. say is like, uh, you know, he had a, he had a, you know, like a, a an appearance or something. You know what I mean? Like he was supposed to do in this. Oh, he's doing press somewhere, you know, something, anything, but to not ever bring it up. It, it, like the other thing is just like when, when, when Rollins and Ambrose are getting the crap kicked out of them backstage later um, and Roman doesn't show up and nobody mentions that Roman wasn't there. Like the whole, there should be a thing of next week. If Dean is out for a while and Seth's banged up, Seth should say to Roman, Dude, where were you? We were getting our asses handed to us. What were you doing? You know, that should be only, but that only has to be a thing that happens next week because this week Roman wasn't there. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I am with you completely. That can further splinter the shield. And maybe it's a a more amicable split this time. Sure, sure. There's no reason you can't go down the route and say, Rollins, say, you know what? It was fun, but maybe we're better off on our own. And Rollins, Rain just goes, yeah, and then maybe when Ambrose is back, he makes some smart-ass comment about how he was the one to hold them together, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. There are ways to do this, and I think it could be good without doing some big splits. If you do a big split again, I think it's real hard to bring them back again in the future. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, they can just do kind of like the DX thing. But I think next time you bring the shield back, you got to have something. It can't be a placeholder. For something else, it's got to be the storyline, and then maybe it leads to a shield triple threat, even if it's not a big turn that happens out of it. But right. then you headline a big show with it. The shield triple threat should have never been wasted. Nope, should have never been wasted. That is a WrestleMania main event. Yeah, that is three guys you could have hitched your wagon two years ago, and you screwed it up because you had to focus on one guy. Yeah. Damn. The Revival defeated Heath Slater and Rhino. So glad to see the Revival back. Of course, yeah. guys, we have our WWE injury report that runs on Fightful.com, the only website online that does that. It will be updated and up tomorrow. I mentioned on Twitter, I said, Slater and Rhino really benefited from that move to Raw. They should probably join Titus Worldwide. And about 30 seconds after that, we see Titus Worldwide and Miss Han- or El Hijo del Miss Hancock. <laughs> uh, actually, that's the son of Miss Hancock. But yeah. It E-haw. works. Yeah, it would, would work. Yeah. Yeah. They're back there. <laughs> but the Revival are back. They get a little video package to kind of remind people who they were. I thought this was a, a fair way to do it. Run-of-the-mill tag match, Alex. But this this was what it was designed to be. It was a short tag match to get the, to get the Revival back on TV, get them over, establish their finish. And you got a little something else coming out of it, too. Yeah, uh, I um, God, I miss these guys. You know, just I just seeing them back Which together. Because I missed them both. Oh, the, honestly, all four, all four and, of them. And, I miss. and 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 I I'll say that all four of them, both teams, seem to be going in the correct directions. Uh, the revival 
no nonsense, pick up a win, look like just, you know, great, like brawlers doing it. Street smart. Like, uh, the, I, I, I love that every time they put a shatter machine on somebody, it's a different setup for it. I love that it always starts with a blind tag, like where, where, where Dash gets back on the ropes at the last minute to make that tag. It's always great. Clever. Always something because, clever. Like, like, again, like, if you're, if you're not into the, the revival because you don't watch a lot, of, a lot of NXT, like, there's stuff. Like, that. these guys have the best tag matches I've ever seen. And they don't even have to win them. They're just they're just great in all of them. God, I love these guys. And I, I miss I miss the craziness of of Heath Ledger. Uh, not Heath Ledger. God, Heath Ledger. <laughs> I miss that too. I miss that too. I miss that too. But Heath Slater and his in his in his twenty five kids, uh, and, and the above ground pool, cool. like his 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 entrance ramp is still a pool with leaves floating in it, but they haven't used that stuff in like a year and a half. So, uh, I mean, the fact that now Kurt Angle says these two guys need to be, need to toughen up more. And Rhino says he's got an idea of how to do that. Like if what, the, what we're going to get is a series of Heath and Rhino training videos over the next few weeks, this could be Raw's fashion files. They could really fi- find a way to make these guys fun and, and, and a cool thing to like break up, you know, if you're gonna have all this great wrestling, it'll be fun to have a little, you know, little tidbit of comedy in there. I, I miss these guys; they were fun. Bring back the cheese whiz and crackers. That was great. Bring that back. A little bit of a side note here. Unfortunately, as I looked down at my phone, I was told the uh, Dean Ambrose injury is legit. He had been injured this weekend. Uh, so bad news there, but. Uh, yeah. So the Heath Slater Rhino thing, when you're struggling to get entertaining stuff on the TV, why not spend three minutes a week on a segment with these guys? Why not do that? They don't have to win matches. They don't have to do it. Now, if it becomes like so played out, like the golden truth stuff and the fashion file stuff, then you just stop doing it. Yeah. Just stop doing it. But these two guys were way too entertaining together to not have something on screen. They were one of the best stories of 2016. They were incredible. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So um, I just want to say Elias has legend-level banter with himself. He does. This I don't know why they sent him out there, but it was cool. Yeah, no, that was yeah, – yeah, okay, here's the thing. Um, I don't understand some of the stuff they're doing with some of these guys as far as like how you how you build dudes. You built Elias with great in ring work and these fun segments, both of them together, uh, all the way to Elias versus Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental Title, and Elias like really doing great work in the ring against Roman Reigns, your top guy. Uh, the following week he gets his ass handed to him by Braun Strowman, and the next week he's not on the show, and now. He's on the show two weeks after getting beat up by Braun, um, and he's there. Doesn't really sing the song. He has his great banter, but then the women come out, and it's like, shoo, Elias, get off of our thing. We're, we're about to have this major announcement. Uh, I don't they're, – they're tr- at least they're trying to get him on the show, but Elias is better than this. Like, he's he is. Like, you 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 established that. Don't back away from it. 
like don't don't shunt him to the side. Keep this guy front and center uh, on the build to Royal Rumble. And this is the kind this is the kind of guy who deserves a, a spot somewhere on the Mania card already. He's 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 made that. So um, yeah, I, I a few weeks ago I said if this guy is only in the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, if that's the only thing that he does on in Mania, it'll be a, a, a step backwards. But now I'm like, gosh, I hope that he's in there because they've forgotten about him. Like, let's make this guy a big thing. He, yeah. He's great. He's been great since being on the main roster. Like, push him. Like the, the remarkable just over uh, – uh, man, he's just over-delivered repeatedly. Yeah. Like he's just got such crowd control, and he's learned to play the damn guitar too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, very well. Sasha then Mickey interrupt him, but Elias is great. He's scripted to take a shot at Roger Goodell. Shocker. Mm. Uh, Bailey comes out, and her inflatable man can't stay up. And Corey Graves says, "Even the, the inflatable man can't stay up for Elias's concert," which I thought was awesome. Uh, Corey Graves' hatred for Elias is outstanding. Yes. Paige screams at Absolution during the match. I still love Sonya Strikes. The match breaks down. Nia comes out to beat up Absolution. She hits that double Samoan drop, which was really, really cool looking. And then everybody else runs out. Stephanie McMahon halts the action. Well, because as soon as she comes out. Yeah, her, her music. Her music hits everyone's like, whoops. Yeah. Better not do nothing. Let's all stand around. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for the group photo. Like it was just everyone stand around in the line and wait for Stephanie to come down and talk about how she's the she started the women's revolution. Um, the last time we saw her, she was threatening to fire Kurt Angle, right? Like she's a baby yeah. face tonight, but but the last time we saw like she she flip flops like all the time, and it's getting to be kind of ridiculous. Pick pick, pick one. So she announces that she actually makes a, what I thought was a very good speech about yes. a lot of the changes. And, you know, people always say that she does try to shoehorn, shoehorn herself into these moments. And she does mm-hmm. very often. She is shoehorned into these moments like like she is the catalyst that, that caused it. I think that's weird. I don't like that necessarily, but the, the speech was incredible. However, I, I do think it's. Like, how many more of these moments can you have where all these women are standing around in the ring, incredulous over Stephanie McMahon, like, wow, really? Thanks. They should be like, you're goddamn right we get a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. I I would be happier with a response like that. They should get a Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I love the Royal Rumble. I'm I'm excited for it too. Listen, uh, uh, a few months ago, I laid out the thirty women uh, who could easily be a part of a thirty women battle royal uh, in Royal Rumble. Uh, it's on the site; you, you can find it. Um, and I'm I'm into it. I, I want this. I want this to happen. Um, I I do wish. It's weird though. Is it not weird to having Stephanie McMahon come out and and request? a yes chant and then be granted it. Like, it's just oh, yeah. a weird thing. Like, it's just a weird thing for Stephanie McMahon to be that person. Um, also, you, we've, we've, 
entirely marginalized Alexa Bliss over the past few weeks. Like she's never she never has in ring competition. She's she runs away from from the absolution. She didn't speak tonight at all. She ran out there to check on Nia Jax, which actually that was a kind of a fun touch. But you know, it's I don't know. Are our champions not allowed to be in in this Royal Rumble? Uh, there's a lot of cool things that you can do with her, like wanting to be a part of history, but also wanting to keep yeah. the championship. There's a lot of fun stuff, but um, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely down for this. Uh, I I do think it is odd uh, how vigorously the WWE pats themselves on the back for stuff like this. When it's like you you guys should have been doing this. Like it's like yeah, great. Welcome to the re- to the rest of the world. You know, we've all moved on. It's good for you for catching up. You think we're seeing 20 or 30 women? I hope 30. 20 is not enough. There's 11. There's 11 on, on, on Raw, right? Or 11 on SmackDown, whatever. There's like a, there's a, no, there's 11 on Raw. There's at least nine on SmackDown. So that's 20 right there. I would like to see more. I want to see returns. I want to see. There, there, are, there are 11 on, or 10 on SmackDown. Uh, there you go. So, 10 on SmackDown, yeah. And they could do some returns and things like that. They uh, again. I, I'll, I'll find that and I'll, I'll tweet it out. Like I, I laid out thirty easily with with surprise debuts. You know, like there's a lot of cool stuff you could do. You know, in a thirty woman battle royal. Um, you know, a lot of them aren't going to last very long. Dana Brooke, sorry, you're you're out in six yeah. seconds. But but you could you it could be a lot of fun to get a get a bunch of women in there. Um, like returns, you could even bring in the the odd Hall of Famer just for that one like big pop. Get Beth Phoenix in there for like you know, hit a move, get tossed over the top rope. It'd be fun. So this announcement, obviously, it was one of one of many things that the revival came back tonight. Hideo Itami showed up on Raw tonight. You had the, the announcement John Cena was going to be on Raw tonight. Where does this land as far as the grand scope? They obviously thought it was the most important thing. They put it on last. And a lot of people were wondering, like, well, what, what are they going to do? They had to get their main event segment, their title segment, out of the way early. Not yeah. not because of this, I don't think. I just think because maybe Brock didn't want to be there. I can't say Brock that for certain. But, yeah. but what do you think that says about how they're viewing this match? Well, I mean, no, they, 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 it's, it's, it's a landmark. Now, again, it's important that they're doing this. I think it should have been done by now, but it's important that they're doing it, and I'm I'm happy that they're doing it, and it's show it's a good thing that they're that they're showing that it is important. Um, uh, yeah, if, if they weren't going to do the the Brock Braun Kane thing now, there was nothing else to do. There were no other, there were no title defenses. <clears throat> I guess you're Samoa Joe and the Bar versus two thirds the Shield and Jason Jordan with your with your Ambrose angle uh, injury angle. That was a thing. But no, not really. Um, yeah, this this was definitely the thing to do. Uh, and when Stephanie McMahon showed up, and there was um, there was no uh, obvious emasculation victim, my brain started working overtime trying to figure out what the hell Stephanie McMahon's doing there. And I was it's like, already oh. been emasculated. The women. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not. laughs> she's hard. They don't need any emasculation because they don't have emasculation. There you go. Um, yeah, so that, that that was good. Um, I'm I, listen. I'm here for this. Let's do it. But 
WWE, you can like not call attention to the fact that it took you so long to get there by being like, aren't we awesome? We're doing this. Nobody else is doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, okay, great. Good. Let's let's do it. Let's and 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 treat it seriously. Do not, I repeat, do not have James Ellsworth enter at 30 and win this thing. <laughs> like, like, do not do this. You you you, you screwed your you screwed the pooch one time. Don't do it again. Do it for real. I'm I'm interested in this. Like, there's a lot of cool stories. Like, if if the SmackDown wins, they get a shot at, at the title. If Carmelo's still holding the Money in the Bank thing, like, there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with all of this intrigue and and in crossover. I'm I'm really interested to see how they handle this and. You know who's who are the favorites? How many will it take for them to gang together and throw Nia Jax over the top rope? Because you know that spot's coming. There's a lot of fun to, to be had in a match like this. I'm 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 really excited for it. I'm very excited for it too. It adds a different aspect. There's a different way that these these women are going to work. I mean, for a long time before the women's revolution, they would have battle royals and you'd get eliminated by going through the ropes. So yeah. it, it just makes me wonder, like, how much time will the match take? Will it have the same intervals? There, there are a lot of questions surrounding this match. Also, it kind of yeah. went uh, under the radar. Elias is in the Royal Rumble. He said he was in the Royal Rumble, at least. So, yeah. First, there we go. First to officially declare, I believe. Yes, I believe so. So right now we have a men's Royal Rumble match, women's Royal Rumble match, and Kane versus Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship at Royal Rumble. Fightful will have a ton of Royal Rumble content. I am releasing the Fightful Books It Royal Rumble changes to non-members of the site this weekend. But, hey, if you want to get access to that right now, just go and register for at Fightful.com for free. Also, myself, Alex, and Jeff are going to do alternate commentary on the Royal Rumble 2005, which I don't believe you've seen, right, Alex? Yeah, I th- I think I might have missed that. That might- that was when I was starting grad school. I did not have a lot of time to be watching stuff like this. So I'm, I I I think I believe I remember what happened, but I don't think I actually watched it. Certainly not when it when it when it aired live. I am excited for that. You asked me how much prep I wanted you to do, and I said none. Sweet. I want you to react as it happens. I've got the the behind the scenes stories and the backstage stories and stuff. I'm literally talking to somebody about it tomorrow who was there for the aftermath about it, so I'll get some more things. Uh, there are, like, things from Daniel Pewter getting his ass kicked in that to almost dying in the match. It, like, he was very close to breaking his neck, which you will see. Oh, boy. There is Shane Helms getting the aftermath of that ass kicking from Bob Holly, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. Then there's Muhammad Hassan, which a lot of you guys know that I, I know that story very, very well. There's the crazy ending to this match that a lot of people uh, didn't know was going to happen and or nobody knew it was going to happen. And then the crazier thing that happened to Vince McMahon in it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're good. It's going to be the first time we try this. If it does good numbers, we'll do some more of them. Uh, like I said, that Ring of Honor Final Battle show did good numbers. I was very happy with that. So I will continue to do those podcasts. But let people know about them. Share them on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, all that stuff. Like us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe. That stuff helps too. Alex, you're going to be off next week, so we won't see you until 2018. Yeah, 2018. Going to tell the people where you go. Ah, uh, yeah. Follow me at uh, at Pulowski the Fourth. 
Uh, I'm sure I'll dabble in uh, something uh, Christmassy, maybe here in the next uh, week or so, uh, leading up to the holiday when I write about something. I don't know what it'll be. But hey, uh, last year, I wrote an in-depth review of uh, Santa's sleigh featuring Bill Goldberg as Demon Santa. Uh, that's on the website, too. Uh, so you can find that. That was a lot of fun. I should probably repost that as well. We'll have a bunch of Christmas-related videos from UFC and WWE, like Christmas, cla- Christmas classics, like Kane ruining Vince McMahon and and Ric Flair's uh, Christmas parties. That's all fun. All over at Fightful.com. Uh, like I said, just tons of exclusives. If you all only uh, visit us and watch the podcasts, you need to be visiting Fightful.com, my friends. You can follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth, me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us on Instagram. I'm going to be doing a contest on there very, very soon. But until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.